0: Trigger warning The Resilience Project provides an open space for people to share their personal experiences. Some content in this podcast may include topics that you may find difficult. The listener's discretion is advised. Hello, friends. Welcome to Radical Resilience, a weekly show where I, Blair Kaplan Venables, have inspirational conversations with people who have survived life's most challenging times. We all have the ability to be resilient and bounce forward from a difficult experience. And these conversations prove just that. Get ready to dive into these life changing moments while strengthening your resilience muscle and getting raw and real. Well, welcome back to another episode of Radical Resilience. I'm back from my road trip around the U.S. And I'm so excited because I am here today with a friend, a client, and a brilliant human. It's me, Blair Kaplan Venables. And I'm here today with Marie-Pierre Dion. (laughs) I practice saying her name. She has such a beautiful French accent. So um, I I can't wait to dive in with her. But what you should know about her is that she's an aromatherapist an entrepreneur, the founder of Love & Lemon's Life Essentials. She owns a French daycare, and her passion is to help others live the lives they love with all their health and their happiness. And listeners, friends of the project, who doesn't want that? So without further ado, I want to welcome you to my friend Marie-Pierre.
1: Hi. Hi, Blair. How are you? Good. How are you doing? great thank you thank you for having me this is super exciting um yeah I'm so excited especially
0: because you have a really great story and I'm gonna put your bio in the show notes but I would love for our listeners to get to know you a bit better you know we're here to really talk about how you were in a realization that your mental health wasn't well and that you stayed in an unhealthy relationship and you wasn't you weren't living your best life let's talk about your story like how did you get to where you are today?
1: Oh, it's been a wild roller coaster, a wild ride. Um, it all, all started in high school. Um, I always had this um, challenge in finding identity and feeling good where I was and finding where I really belonged. And from that, from there, I always Fell for the wrong relationship. What was good wasn't good enough for me, and what wasn't good enough for me was good. So I always fell in through this rabbit hole of falling into this um, abusive relationship, um, relationship where I was not well, um, and I moved to BC in two thousand six, I believe, uh, I moved to Whistler and my mental health really, truly was not there. Um, I really had issues with, um, you know, anxiety, depression, um, seeing doctors, psychologists. I really struggled with relationship again at that time. Um, and finding where I truly belong, finding who I was. And I was not happy. I was not good. I felt always sad. I was always a victim. Um, it was always, you know, down low. There was an, super high. Um, so it's been a big, big, big roller coaster. Um, I went on strong medication um and I mean for me that was like that was not for me you know what I mean like um some people will do well on them I did not do very well uh gladly I had an amazing support around me I wasn't any at the time in Wessler um and the family truly supported me so much through all this um and yeah it was it it's it was challenging time for sure and I mean like falling into abusive relationship through the whole time um caring for other more than I was caring for me um was a big challenge, but I was not aware of it that's the the whole part of this whole thing I never been truly aware of my behaviors I was not truly aware of how I was feeling, um, and what was truly going on with me. Wow.
0: Thank you so much for sharing that. So it's interesting. Like, I feel like we have a lot of alignment. Like I, I live with anxiety and depression and like I before met Shane was not in healthy relationships. And I think a lot of it had to do with my My childhood and my relationship with my dad but you know I really want to acknowledge your vulnerability for sharing this because your story is so unique and special to you but a lot of people have these experiences in school and they carry them into their adult life Mm -hmm. how did you like how did you know you had depression and like I want to talk about that like how did you how did you realize or be diagnosed with like a deep depression is part one and part two is I want to talk about you are you still on those meds and like what is life like now
1: I'm not on medication it's been almost seven years now um I was not feeling myself on medication it was really hard on my body and I think it was hard on my mental state more than anything, Um, you know, fainting, car accidents. Um, Yeah, it was, medication for me as my personal experience was not a positive and helpful thing to do, right? Um, I lost lots of my friends. I'm not gonna hide this. Lots of my friends have left me left me behind. I was judged a lot for who I was. Um, I mean, like anxiety depression back in the day was not really seen as it is now a day. Um, you know, lots of judgment, lots of uh, rejection. Um, so that was really, really hard for me to cope with all this, but also not knowing what was going on. Like, it was like crazy, right? Um, I took some pills. I had those black dots coming through my head often, actually very often. I never really truly spoke about this, um, until now. (laughs) So that, um, um, I just got tired. I got sick and tired of not being me. I got sick and tired of being sad. I was sick and tired of not enjoying life and live my best life, a fulfilled life and call myself normal. Um until I was able to recognize uh, <laughs> to recognize um where I was, to acknowledge um and stop being a victim, this is where the switch happened. Um uh, my last relationship um it was lots of drugs. Um, alcohol, um, children involved um, the person was not nice to me at all um, and they always been in those pattern right and mm-hmm. the relationship before and the relationship after I had a miscarriage and after all this and me falling this Dark, dark depression, dark hole. I was like, that's it. That's enough. I deserve better. I deserve to live happy and I deserve to live my best life. I was on sickly leave for probably five months for the job I had. Um, I had my wedding planning at the time, lots of anxiety, lots, lots, lots of anxiety. Think you were a wedding planner? Yeah, uh, and I mean, that was not the least stressful job I could do, <laughs> um, but that made me happy. So that's where I found myself being able to lift myself back up in creating beautiful things for other people, creating beautiful decor, designing, um, creating those moments of beauty and happiness for people. And that's why I was like, that's what I want to do. I want to create something beautiful all around um, for myself but others. So after my um you know many trip in the hospital and um miscarriage and that day, I decided that you know what, I deserve a good man, and I am done, done, done. I am done being depressed I am done living this life of victim victim um and I mean like telling the truth and understanding the truth and realizing the truth is the hardest and until you're able to recognize that and accept um and stop being in deny that's where truly the switch happened for me.
0: Wow. Thank you. Thank you for taking us to the inner inner darkness you were experiencing and for sharing so openly. And it you know I want to just acknowledge that you hit a you hit a really dark bottom. I've experienced a miscarriage too and it is unfathomably painful mentally physically like to the heart and I just can't imagine going through that while navigating all the other stuff you're you were navigating and it's so beautiful that you're actually at that bottom you saw the light and you had this realization of what you wanted to create and I want to talk about that because you realize that you want to have this beauty around you, which is so beautiful because from what it's the duality, you can't have darkness without the light. Like after darkness comes light.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And you built this beautiful life. You moved from the Squamish Whistler area to Castlegar. So if, for those of you listening, who have no idea what any of this means, she moved from one place in British Columbia to like the opposite side of the province is <laughs> really big. So is British Columbia. And she like, she started a, business like a couple new businesses and a new life and I want to talk about that like how was that transition for you like why did you choose to go to Castlegar? and like walk us through that because like I only know you in your current life so I'm getting to know you too and I think your story is so powerful because people just stay in that darkness they stay Mm -hmm. in those cycles they don't think that they can do better or deserve better but they do So how did you transition out of that old life into where you are now?
1: So um, in Squamish, I lost the place I was living in too. So that's why I decided when I was ready to go back and do the things, I decided to open my French daycare in Squamish. At that time, it was in a home. I had two roommates, I had two dogs. I had seven families every day coming in my daycare. I still was running my wedding planning business because I was ready to just shut it down and transition and do something else. Lots of healing, lots of work. I'm still battling with um, a panic attack. Um, But I had incredible support around me to heal from those past relationships and just take my power back. And... It was not easy either i went into a burnout through all that and then the house was for sale I was like what am i doing what am i going to do in the meantime i met my whistler crush <laughs> you and had after- a whistler crush yes i did and after all those years um we met um that one random night that I decided that it was I was done doing veggie veggie burgers in my house on a Friday night, I was ready to go out into the world and um you know socialize and see friends and He, he was actually with one of my friends from Quebec who actually been living on the coast for years he said, I'm going to take you out for dinner. I'm like, no, 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 never. <laughs> and here we are here in Kasagar. Um, I mean, like my house was for sale. And I was like, what am I going to do? And I was like, Ugh, I'm going to try to find another place to live. And I had all these friends trying, like, you can rent my space. You can come live here. I was like, I want to hold my house. And I cannot do it here. So I was like, okay, if I want to stay here, but I want to own a house, I can buy a house in Quebec. So I was looking at houses in Quebec and I was like, you know, you're in that state of like confusion. What am I doing? Well, you don't want to live Squamish because you've been there for 16 years. All your friends are there. It's family and you love it so much. And, you know, so we ended up dating. And he was visiting the house was living in tune. He was like, well, I'm not having a daycare with you. Four dogs and seven family coming into my living room every day. So, class <laughs> so cigar came up. Um, we had friends from, well, I had friends from uh, Squamish, Western Town that were here. And I was like, let's do it. So, I just came by a house here couldn't find a house we had two weeks I was like my life is over what am I gonna do I was I think I moved my boxes my whole household, two times in um in Squamish so we could actually because I I had to be out of my house move into my boyfriend's house move back into a trailer and then move (laughs) Casagar anyway so after all this we ended up here and I mean that's been not easy I miss the coast. I miss my friends, but I have created a beautiful life here. And I mean, it was not easy either. I fell in deep depression when I moved here, doing things that I was not enjoying. Uh, Money was an issue as well. Um, The house, I found a beautiful house, but it was not suitable for daycare. So I had to apply for grants and... Try to come up with the money I needed to actually build the center, and it happened. I was doing wheelie wheels on my front yard, like like, <laughs> I was like yes, yes, I like did it. I, like
0: car, you're doing oh my
1: goodness! I, I it was it. like I was screaming, jumping. i was like oh my gosh, this is happening. So for a few months, we built the daycare outside of the house, just out uh, on the on the left side here um and then here the voodoo uh, came back to life from Squamish to Casagar in the meantime I was with a MLM industry I was studying my aromatherapy uh course and I was like you know what I want to do more I have so much knowledge and I have so much things that I want to share, that I want to do, and I want to create my own brand. Yes. And uh, this landed on my lap in 2020, and here, here you are, Love and Lemons
0: is born. Love and Lemons. Okay, so I'm I sorry. I really appreciate you sharing this because. <clears throat> First of all, a lot of times when we have like these big struggles, it's easy just to stay in that. And the fact that you decide you're ready to date, you met this man, you moved to somewhere where you can build the life you want. You left your friends and what you knew behind. It's a very scary transition. I just did it. Like I just, I just did that too, right? I moved from my home in Pemberton to Kamloops where my husband at least knows people and we have some family, but it's lonely and building two businesses in a new place one of them is physical in person and one of them is anywhere in the world like it's you know like no small task so congratulations and it's been a couple years for you and I think it's really beautiful um you know we don't really have too much time to dive into the business but you know today like maybe today this week your headspace like where are you at now like you've now like you've had a couple bouts of depression throughout your life you've you know been in unhealthy relationships you've had significant experiences of loss and now you're in Castlegar in your home building this life where are you like
1: tell me about your mental state today i still struggle i'm not gonna hide mm-hmm. uh these are harder than others um my essential oils it's honestly a big part of my wellness mm-hmm um nutrition, doing the things I love and asking for help. Now I do have amazing staff helping me in my daycare. And I will never say it enough. Like they are absolutely amazing and I could not do this without them. Um they've been we've been so authentic I'm so open with them. They know I can struggle. They know everything, the ins and outs. And I think because of that makes us stronger working together. And I know I can rely on them as much as they can rely on me. So searching for help, I think, um, is one of the biggest things. My boyfriend, oh boy. He has gone through all the up and downs with me and um I don't tell him enough how much I appreciate him. Well,
0: let's have him listen to this episode.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, he's always there helping, doing all the things, you know, you um, know, how stressful it can be to have two businesses, but, you know, building a business, business from scratch and a pandemic has been, whoa, lots of sweat and tears and swears and... You know, laugh and mm-hmm. sleep last night. Oh, yeah. Um, but the hustle is where brought me here today. And I will not be more grateful for my past to have led me where I am today. Yes. Yeah. So um, good. I think speaking the truth, too, is one of the biggest thing. Being honest with yourself, with others um but speaking the truth i mean like asking for help again if you need help ask for help if you need support go get the support you need um be open with others you know like
0: ask for help be honest tell the that. truth yeah
1: next thing is the biggest part of this all Accept your struggle, accept what you are. Mental health, your mental health may not go anywhere, but it will get better. But you need to be willing to do the work. You need to be willing to accept and recognize where you are at and do the things that makes you feel good. Mm -hmm. Your job makes you feel like crap find something sorry my dogs it's okay we're um, real people yeah <laughs> I, I got of, some uh, bugs, right and now they're just like as soon as they hear something it, um, fine. so yeah so what was I saying <laughs> it's okay well you know what this is actually a good transition because I was gonna you you
0: were providing advice but let's just like hone that in so because yeah. we're gonna wrap up this this chat and I want people to go to the show notes check you out. You know, essential oils have been a big part of your healing. And so, and I agree, like I love essential oils for healing. It's really great for my mental health. Um, you know, so, so dive into, dive into her content and what she does. I would love for you to share one final piece of advice for someone who isn't living their best life. And they know that they know that they deserve more. Like what's that one piece of advice?
1: Be open to the possibilities for your own healing journey. Yes.
0: Yes. Be open to the possibilities for your own healing journey. Like
1: things don't have to stay the same. No. 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 Say yes to what comes up. I think that was the biggest thing. Fear can hold us back. But if you're willing to step over those fears, do the work, accept, and speak your truth, I think a whole new world will open up for you. Brilliant.
0: I love that. Well, I really appreciate you sharing the vulnerable parts of you, the beautiful parts of you, where you were, where you are. I'm excited for you. You've shared some cool things with me. So I invite everyone to connect with her and follow her on social media. She has some really big things that are going to be happening. And I'm excited to be along that journey with you. And I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in to another episode of Radical Resilience. We're put on by the Global Resilience Project, which is also me. <laughs> and I do have some help. And what I'm really excited about is our print book, the Global Resilience Project book. Right now, it's only available through digital, but we are hitting publish on the print version this week. So check Amazon, follow us on social media, head to iamresilient.info to submit your story, stay up to date on our book, and just join the community. It is okay to not be okay You are not alone. You do not have to navigate the hard stuff alone. We are here for you. You got this. Thanks
1: again, Marie-Pierre. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me and for everyone. Keep it up. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye.
0: That's a wrap for another episode of Radical Resilience. Do you feel inspired by this episode you can subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast player and connect with us to join the conversation at iamresilient.info remember it's okay to not be okay and you my friend are resilient radical resilience is a podcast created by the resilience project